Welcome to the Outside the Box podcast. I'm your host, Simon, along with my co-host, Joseph. We are a weekly soccer podcast that will cover the latest news in Europe's top five leagues, the MLS, and the United States men's national team. Starting this first episode off, we'll discuss Manchester United's latest performances, the arrival of Eric Ten Hag, and what players we should see leave and arrive at Old Trafford. Yeah, I'll start this off, uh, kind of you know transitioning on to that Eric Ten Hag, Man U, arrival you know of a new coach and who we should kind of you know look into to buy and look into who to sell off you know obviously news has already come out as you know many players won't return like Pogba uh, he won't renew his contract and you know veterans like Mata said he would go and I think Matic as well Eric Bai and you know there's players they they want to sell after an offseason you know the two main ones kind of being Harry Maguire and you know Rashford maybe on loan uh because we all know Rashford really has that talent in him we've seen it and all uh I think he just needs to get sparked up or something and a loan could be good to him uh, yeah I, I agree with that I, I think that Rashford I don't think he's getting the right playtime and also necessarily like when he played with Martial and Greenwood, he was a completely different player. And in this team, he clearly has not been showing his true potential. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Martial's coming back on loan from Sevilla. That's true. Uh, you know, he hasn't been too good over there, you know. But uh, when he was at United, you know, at the same time, he showed a little bit of potential to, like, be this striker. And obviously, they bought him for that. Um and I think that's another option. Let's say Ronaldo leaves potentially. That's another, you know, player they can have in, in there. Yeah, you know? I, I was doing some research about the Ronaldo situation today, and he is not at the moment planning on leaving. He has trust in Eric Ten Hag as the new manager, uh, which is going to be really interesting to not see Ronaldo in the Champions League uh, be, after all these would, years. You know. it's, it's abs- I, I just can't imagine that. Uh, but I think that if he was going to leave – He'd probably go somewhere like Paris uh, because of Mbappe leaving. Um, but definitely, I think Rashford should be leaving United. And I think, I mean, this is an obvious one. Harry Maguire has to go. Has to leave. Has to leave. Uh, and Joseph, you're a part. You're, you're a Man United fan, kind of, right? Uh, you know, I I, <laughs> I wouldn't call myself uh, uh, for the the people out there. Um, I kind of diversify through different teams. Uh, right now, I'm a big Wolverhampton fan. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, I'm Barcelona right now. And, you know, my favorite team to start off with uh, soccer in my interest was Olympic Lyon in the French, in the Ligue 1 of Uber Eats. Yeah. Uh, but as a United fan, uh, I think the main thing is just a lot of people are going to have to go. And a lot of people are going to have to get in, you know? Yeah, and it's it's not all about 
their actual ability on the field. It's also the mentality behind these players. Uh, over the loss uh, in the past week against Liverpool when they lost 4-0, to zero, Bruno Fernandes said, uh, Liverpool are fighting for the title. We don't fight for anything. That's the difference. As they, you know, obviously were in contention of a top four spot. Exactly. I think this is... As a fan, we all came into this game thinking, you know, we still have a chance at top four. Although minimal, there was a chance. There was something to fight for, you know? Yeah. So I think that from Bruno, you know, kind of, kind of, you kind of know something's going on, you know, um, behind the the curtains, you know? Yeah, it also... It seems to me as an as an Arsenal fan, uh, myself, yeah. I'm a little. I don't think it was Ralph Ragnick's fault, or I mean, I don't know if it's their fault completely. I genuinely think that they could not find a way to change the team's mentality. I don't think it, it comes to skill, and I think Ralph Ragnick proved himself in other leagues as a manager, uh, and so the, I I'm really intrigued to see how Eric Ten Hag will, you know, change these players. Uh, I heard that as a manager, he's very diff- He's very challenging. Uh, he's very tough, and mm-hmm. I think they need that. I think they need to be put in place. Uh, definitely, it's some sort of you know discipline. And- yeah, a hundred percent. Because this team is, it, it there, there's a huge problem. I don't know what it is specifically, in all honesty, and how to change that. Um, but yeah, I mean, we can also go into players who I think they should bring in. Uh, one player specifically who I am, you know, if Manchester United want to succeed and, you know, they have to fill in that center back position if Maguire leaves, is Pau Torres. Pau now, Torres. they tried to actually get him last year in case they didn't sign Varane, mm-hmm. which they did. Uh, but Pau Torres is currently speaking in the semifinals of the Champions League after beating Bayern Munich. Crazy. That's insane. Crazy. And he's a, uh, he's a great player. Yeah. What? Another another type of center back is a young German from Freiburg, uh, Schlotterbeck, who, you know, he's young. And currently, throughout all top five leagues, is the highest rated, graded, slash rated center back through all top five leagues. Higher than Van Dyke, higher than, wow. you know, Ramos, Kimpembe, Marquinhos, all these great players, minus Kimpembe, of course. Um, and he's another potential target that has been linked heavily. Um, you, we've seen his ability. He's young yeah. to build from the back as well. He's, he's more of a brick wall. He's more of a less, you know, pacey, which could be, you know, what Ten Hag may be looking for as, you know, we've seen in the past, his past center backs like Timber and DeLitt, you know, another transfer yeah. right there, be Timber. Another Ajax player from Ten Hag. And, and Anthony, especially, and, has been linked the most. Yeah. Phil, you know, Alonga um, really hasn't shown much in his recency. You know, he had that one, you know, clinical goal against uh, Atletico Madrid, yeah. Champions League. But, you know, there's definitely a hole there. I think the left-hand spot with Sancho is kind of solidified right now. I, I think Sancho is, is amazing. I really oh. do. I, when he played against Arsenal, I think I think the three players. It's it's so obvious when I say this, but the three players who do not need to change, in my opinion, are Sancho, Ronaldo, and De Gea. These players are single handedly carrying that team. And Alonga, of course, is really trying. I get that. 
He's so mm-hmm. young. He he's not experienced enough. Um, I'm glad he's getting that game time though. But mm-hmm. I think a player like Anthony replacing him and and Alonga coming off the bench it, it would be a a smarter move for Manchester United. I, I, I do agree with that. They also uh, showed interest, Joseph, in, in, in Cuckoo, which is most likely impossible because he stated that he wanted to be make the Champions like he wanted to be in the Champions League. Yeah. And, you know, now after losing to Liverpool four to zero, Arsenal three to one, they're not making Champions League. So I don't think that's gonna happen. Uh, but you know, Manchester United have the money, they always have. Uh, and then Cuckoo probably will leave after having this insane season. He's too, and Kunku's too. I guess every team's gonna be going after him this this transfer window. Yeah, he'll have he'll have a lot of options. I yeah, I agree. I don't think Manchester United. Uh, I don't think they'll land him. But a, a midfielder that they could land is another one from that Ajax team, another young player um, in Gravenberch. I mean, box to box, young, you know, big. Yeah. It's, it's you know, all these Ajax players. It, it really is. You know, I mean, so, they have so many prospects. Well, it, let's let's talk about his Eric Ten Hag's career with Ajax. You know, he's been the head coach since December of 2017. Uh, and before, he worked alongside Pep Guardiola at Bayern Munich, uh, which that in itself should, like, you know, should tell you, this guy this guy knows what a good manager is. Exactly. And, and especially, you know, he brought Ajax, that very young team, to the semifinals of the Champions League in 2018-2019 season. And he launched these careers of Frankie de Jong, De Ligt, Ziyech, Donny van de Beek, who we should probably see coming back. Who uh, and Ten has made multiple comments about oh, yeah. how absurd it was that he never got playtime on United. You know, he saw the talent, and he's only on a loan, so he'll be coming back. But, you know, that's another player that they'll have back, and, you know? Yeah, um... But I mean, again, he he coaches these most of these players we've named Gravenberch, Anthony. Mm-hmm. Um, so we could see a potential Ajax uh, transfer to Manchester United this summer. I I'll think I think there'll be there'll be at least one, and I think uh, yeah. it'll, you know, yeah. I mean, kind of he's kind of the the one they're looking at, and you know who's been linked there for more than you know most type of players from Ajax lately. Uh, so I think that will be the one they'll attack. Because, you know, in the time being, they do have Varane and Lindelof in the back. And I think instead of, Gra- you know, right now for Gravenberch, they have Fred, who's coming off a pretty good you know, season. Yeah, Fred did not start the season off strong. And I really think he proved himself towards the end as well, actually. He, he was, you know... Our- Best midfielder, probably. Yeah, he, I mean, he's not world class at all. No. He, he will do. You know what I mean? I don't think that. I don't think that's a player you need to get rid of. I don't think we're looking for a. I don't think we're a world class built team yet. I think there's so yeah. many pieces, and I think we have to build young, uh, and and see how it progresses. You know. Yeah. Uh, I actually have another question for you, Joseph. Uh, yeah. What are your thoughts? I mean. What's going on with Bruno Fernandes? Like, why is he... I mean, he just missed a penalty against Arsenal. He Uh hasn't now scored or assisted in the past six Premier League games. That's bad. As your starting cam, you have to put numbers up, especially Bruno Fernandes, too. He's expected to be one... Your 
second best player maybe behind the goat Ronaldo. Um, but I, I mean, why do you think Ronaldo gave him the penalty as well? I, I, I was confused on that one. Um, man, first, you know, um, obviously Ronaldo's coming off tragic news, which first of all, you know, pay our respects and our dividends to his feelings. Um, but I think, I think, you know, Ronaldo's the type of player he needs, he doesn't need, but he wants his teammates especially a national teammate as well. You know, he plays with this guy a lot nowadays. Yeah, he does. And he needs, Bruno needs that confidence boost heavily. He have, As you said, he hasn't scored or assisted recently, you know. And again, when we've seen Ronaldo and Bruno together, they're good together. I mean, they're, under not, different... they're not amazing. I'm going to be honest with you. Even though... I'm talking about under a different manager, you know, when it came to the the – you know, when they play together in Portugal, they're good. They link up well. That's they true. score assist together. They there's something there, you know. Yeah. There's definitely something there. I I do think this is what I thought of towards the beginning of the season as well is the problem with Bruno and Ronaldo is I personally think Bruno is a selfish player. And yeah. as a cam, if you're working with Ronaldo, that's not going to work. That man is one of the best – he's probably the best finisher of all time along with Messi. The fact that Bruno Fernandes takes a lot of chances for himself instead of passing is always, you know, I I don't understand it. Uh, But I do think that is a huge reason why they don't work well together. They're both kind of, you know, goal scoring. They want to be the ones who are scoring the goals. Uh, Mm -hmm. And also, I mean, yeah, he's also missed a lot of open chances too. Ronaldo's given him so many sitters and he's missed them. So many. I mean, Ronaldo, we can all say it. He has not, he's not been the problem. No, absolutely uh, not. And he's, he's, absolutely not. he's the only thing that, you know, but him and De Gea really, yeah, the only thing that's well for this team. If, yeah, he scored, he's had so many last minute goals this season that have gotten Manchester United the win. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's definitely not the problem. Uh, I think he's third right now, tied with Jota in Premier League goals. If I'm not, I might be wrong on that one. You're, um, you're right. But yeah, he's he's phenomenal, and he's 37, and he's still scoring hat tricks. Mm-hmm. No matter if it's Norwich or I mean Tottenham was insane. That uh, was that is the performance of the but, season. Man, you oh yeah, absolutely. Debate, like, yeah, then there's Pogba's. But even watching, like I know Norwich is not. And their last place in the Premier League, okay? Yeah. Watching that game, I it's saw true. only one person, uh, two people trying David De Gea and Cristiano Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. No one else really cared. And it, it was. I mean, it's pretty, you know, there's no passion at all. And somebody has to bring the passion. Yeah. And, you know, De Gea's been there for a long time. He obviously has passion for the team in his post game interviews. He's he's just like you can almost see it. I mean, he's super sad about the way this team's performing. Yeah. Uh, he and... has every right. He's been there for the good times and the bad times. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, the worst I think they've played in the last decade, probably. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you know what is the craziest stat among us is this is the most expensive team they have ever had. 
I mean, look at it, man. Spending eighty million on a guy like McGuire. <laughs> now it's just still wacko. And also, I I don't understand why that captaincy has not gone to Cristiano Ronaldo. I don't know how it hasn't either. Like Harry no. Maguire should not have that. Maguire went to Bruno, who, as we've seen, what passion has he shown for the team? Yeah, he hasn't come out against after losing against Liverpool and saying we don't fight for anything. And then gets the badge. Yeah, you Captain. don't put your you don't put your team down like that. I mean, of course they they aren't. Uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I'm really interested to see what the new manager does at at uh, Manchester United and. Um, this is one, one thing that I heard or read about uh, Ryan Babel, an old player of Eric Ten Hag on Ajax. He spoke out and he said that Eric Ten Hag has a vision uh, of play which is very similar to Pep Guardiola. And uh-huh. he actually thinks Manchester United will really struggle with him because they're not willing to adapt and also... You know, it's really... I mean, we watch Pep Guardiola. It's a lot of passing. It's really unselfish. It's a different game. It it really is. And if they don't adapt to it, I don't... They won't succeed with him. Uh, But I definitely think that the first thing that man, that coach needs to do is figure out what's going on in everyone's heads there and why they don't care enough. Yeah. Or get them to care. Exactly. Yeah. Figure out why they don't care. Get them to care. That, that, that's the simple, you know, story to it. Let's be honest. You're not going to be a good team if you don't give a crap about the way, you know, the outcome. If you're not fighting for anything, you know? Yeah. There's no real joy of playing, I guess. Yeah. Uh, at least a, a team of that manner, you know? Yeah, um, but yeah, enough of uh, Manchester United. I mean, we can move on to Arsenal beating them three to one. Yeah, uh, that, yeah, that was that, a amazing game. A rough outing, rough outing. For for, us. Yeah, I was of course very happy because I'm wanting Arsenal make the top four spot, and they were so close to really like just securing the bag there, but they lose to Crystal Palace, Brighton, and Southampton. Crazy. I, I don't know how – I mean, a lot of people are speculating saying, you know, it's because Mikel Arteta didn't sign anybody in the winter transfer window and it gave zero squad depth to the team. But, like, we were playing pretty much the exact same team just without Thomas Party. I mean, it really shows, you know, how how good he is. Um, but we beat Chelsea too. I, I was just really confused on what happened. I mean, the turnaround you guys have had. I mean, you guys have really, really turned three horrific losses to two big wins. Huge wins. Two good, good, I'm not going to call Man U good. Yeah, but Chelsea. Big name teams. Yeah. One extremely good, you know. And you guys have shown quality for, you know, Champions League, I think. Personally, they deserve to be there. Oh, um, yeah. And also, they, you know, terrible they, start to the season, too. Horrific, dude. They were, what, 19th at one point? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, they were 20th in, like, the fourth week or something like that. Third. I mean, um, the turnaround's been there. No, yeah. I I trust Mikel Arteta. I, I really do. I think 
he really know I I know I think he knows how to develop youngsters very well. I mean, Kedia, like you know, he just completely destroyed Chelsea with two goals. Of course, they weren't yeah. very skillful goals. Uh, yeah. Scored them. Gotta give him the benefit of the doubt. Oh yeah, I gotta exactly. Um, but you know, Saka, Smith Rowe, Martinelli, all these players have really been proving them to, uh, I mean, this Saka- season class man he's he's one of the best players in the world right now you could say Saka. yeah i mean he's he's absurd man. yeah I, yeah I, I agree with that i agree with that do you personally think i know you know you are an olympic leon fan uh <laughs> do you think Enkedia should replace lacazette for the rest of the season starting i i don't i'm not sure first of all Lacazette, one of my favorite players of all time. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Love the man, death. Uh, but you know, Arsenal's lacking that that goal scoring ability, and this year Lacazette is not not. And within two games, Kedia, you know, two games, two goals, uh, pretty good ratio right now. Yeah. Uh, for the time being, I mean, I don't really think. You have a choice. I think. I mean, Lacazette. His playmaking ability is. He's the, he has the most assists on Arsenal right now. Yes, but do you, as a striker, you know, you need to score. Um, 100%. And I think their their transfer window. Uh, obviously, they're trying to attack a goal scorer. And, you know, the main one being a man who scored four goals and an assist this weekend uh, in Gabriel Jesus uh, from City. Oh, yeah, that's that's been like, I he, I uh, believe that. I think that's a great, that would be an amazing transfer for Arsenal. He came out six, six million a season or something they were willing to pay him or something of the sort. Yeah, it was six million, it was six million a season, $115,000 a week or something like that, or Which pounds. Is, you know. That's great money. And I, I think he actually could come if we make the Champions League. I, I really think do. I think you guys too. And we're talking about a guy who's been under Pep um, for a long time. Uh, I'm pretty sure Arteta and Pep worked together. Yeah, they did. Yeah, we're forgetting about that. You know, Arteta is yeah. also another person who's worked alongside Pep Guardiola. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Gabriel Jesus is a big one. Obviously, they missed out on Vlahovic uh, this past window oh, that was that was painful that was painful for a lot of gunner fans out there but you know he's been pretty pretty good for uh Juventus. for juve uh although they're are they in the top four right now I uh they might be in fourth um, i know milan is in first inter milan is yeah they're they're fourth place right now with 66 fourth. points um yeah um, i mean really between the two Milans. Uh, they have been quite good at rate lately. I remember before the winter transfer window, they actually, like, I'm pretty sure they were, like, in eighth or ninth place. They, I remember they just couldn't score. Because they didn't know. have Ronaldo anymore. They didn't have a they didn't have a good striker. Exactly. And now they and do. Right? Yeah, I mean, we can also segue into talking about, you know, the race for the top four as well in the Serie A, which is pretty, pretty close right now. Is I mean I'd say that's the most competitive league right now. Yeah, uh, because anyone can win 
the league right now. I mean, in the Premier League, it's between Liverpool and Manchester City. I'd say it's pretty up to the two Milans right now, though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They're like two wins clear of everybody else. Yeah, and, you know. But here's the thing about that league is every team is pretty good. I mean, it's like the Prem right now. Yeah. No, there's no team, I'd say, that is, like, free win. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, and I think that's good for the Serie A. Like, yeah. I think it's bright viewership. And, and my favorite player is Latan Ibrahimovic, you know? Yeah. He, he actually got an assist yesterday to that last-minute uh, Tonali goal. That was huge. Um, uh, but, yeah, Milan just took over Inter by that win. It was crazy. Uh, Inter still do have a game in hand. If they win that, they're one point above uh, AC Milan. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, uh, the other leagues, Paris, they won the league. Bayern, they won the league. That just happens every year. It's not, again, like, not crazy news. Messi scored a great goal. Great goal. Uh, great outside uh, the box goal. Want to talk about Barca's current situation? Yeah, they're <laughs> they're in the mud. I would say they're, they're interesting. I wouldn't say they're in the mud. Yeah, but you can't. What is it? They lost their past three home games, which is the first time in history of Barca. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's not great. Which is absurd. But I wouldn't I wouldn't call them mudded necessarily. <laughs> yeah, okay, fine. I won't call them mudded. Um, but they haven't been great since Pedri's departure. Uh, oh, it's Pedri's the- impact on that team. He's insane. They're 10-0-2 with 10 wins and 2 draws with him in the starting lineup. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they're... Six and four without him. I mean, it's yeah, it's really it's it's crazy. I mean, Barca. I'm looking at the standings. Um, Barca are six points ahead of Real Betis, who are in fifth place. Barca are in second. That's how close the top four is there too. In La Liga. Yeah, it, it's getting close over. I mean, Real Madrid's clear. They're gonna win the league, and like I think next right, game guarantees them, right? I think if they win, yeah. Oh, they already, yeah. They play against Atletico Madrid. Oh no, they play against uh, Espanyol first. We'll, uh, we'll probably um, win that with the yeah. brace. Benzema yeah. again. I mean, this man is insane. I mean, he's. You know that famous clip of, uh, not famous, but of Griezmann screaming out Harry Kane when yeah, he's scoring yeah, yeah. Harry Kane. Harry Kane. Yeah, he should have been saying Benzema's name. I mean, <laughs> like. On, heading clinic lately yeah he's also in my opinion he's on track to winning Ballon d'Or if he keeps this up I think I think that is a very worldwide opinion right now if he wins the Champions League I mean if he doesn't get it then it's like why did Ronaldo deserve to win it you know what I'm saying like I still think he's the favorite if he if he gets knocked out from City really I think um I mean it's a lot of hypothetical because we have to we, we can't forget that uh I left yeah, and also the World Cup happens uh, at the end of this year. So I think, you know, whoever plays the best in the World Cup will get a lot of biasness in the world. I mean, the Ballon d'Or final decision. Because it'll yeah. be fresh in the mind. Although I, I think Modric did uh, deserve it. I mean, look at that outcome. No, yeah, 100%. I mean, Ronaldo had an incredible year in 2018. But if you lead a, t- a team like Croatia to the final, and he also did win the World Cup too. Um, he won Champions. 
League that year too. I mean, right? not not World Cup. Sorry, yeah, he won the Champions League. That's what I meant. Um, that's same. France. Yeah, he lost the final. Uh, but I mean, that's a perfect example of how mad it makes me that Jorginho got like ranked third this year. It's crazy. I saw how bad he's been lately. He's been terrible. Yeah, I still don't care what anyone says. I don't think he was a main factor to why those teams won the Champions League or the I, Euros. Either. You know, I don't think he was. I think he was a factor. I mean, because he's played. But, I mean, that midfielder, midfield for Chelsea, it was pretty controlled by a man by in, named N'Golo Conte. And for Italy, oh, yeah. it was controlled by the man of a name, Marco Verratti. Do you have any predictions for the semis of the Champions League? Oh, my predictions? Yeah. For All right, well, I would say I think... I think Liverpool, as sad as Villarreal's run has been, I mean, how great it's been, it, it, I do think uh, Liverpool uh, will definitely beat them. They're on insane form. Uh, Luis Diaz, I think that was an incredible signing for them. That man is a baller. Uh, his, I mean, he's so fun to watch. Uh, so many players on that team are fun to watch. My favorite player to watch in the world right now is Thiago. And Thiago? Thiago is my favorite player to watch in the world right now. Really? Yeah. I think he's, like, absurd. Uh, and that may come as a shock to you, but, like, he's so good on the ball. It's crazy. He is. Uh, what about Real Madrid Manchester City? You want to go player-by-player comparison and see who you'd take? Yeah, 100%. I mean, they okay. do play at Manchester City, but we'll ignore that for now. Uh Exactly. Okay, so right. who are you taking, Courtois or Ederson? Courtois. Yeah, I think, I, I think that's pretty easy as well. Courtois probably the best keeper in the world right now. Yeah, hundred percent. I I don't think there's a debate at the moment. Mm-hmm. That save uh, against Mason Mount. And didn't he also save a, a shot from Messi? Penalty. Penalty. Yep, that was another one. Um, yeah, a penalty miss from Messi. I didn't see the relevance there, but. Uh, <laughs> A lot of this guy just likes the hate on Messi. I don't hate on Messi. I, I am a, a Ronaldo is the goat man. Uh, but it, I respect you if Messi's your goat. But you know we can get into that on another episode, and we're glad to bring a, a, another person and debate it. Exactly. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. Then we right got back. the center backs. What about? Or yeah, we can go center. right back. Yeah. All right. I think this one's pretty easy. Uh, between Walker and Carvajal, I'd probably go Walker. He's so quick, but I mean, Carvajal's Carvajal's not, good though. He gets a lot of, he gets more assists though than than Kyle Walker, I think. Defensive, you know, oriented back, you know, rather than going forward. Yeah, I think Walker's better. I think I think I I. It's close. I think that's actually not an easy. I think that's very close. It's close. Yes, but I think it, it's it's I think Walker's better. Carvajal's uh, just had so many. I don't know. He's just he's won a lot with this Real Madrid team. Uh, he was part of the the three years in a row winning team in the yeah, Champions League. Now, you know. That's true. I uh, that's true. We're talking about now. That is true. We're talking about now. Uh, I think he's still been on pretty good form lately. He got two assists against Sevilla, I think, the other week. Yeah. So if we're talking about recent form, then I I think he's up. I almost think he's better, but that's me personally. Uh. Hey. But what about the center backs? We got Alba and Militao versus Ruben Diaz and uh, Laporte. 
let's start with the center back two pairs in who do you say Laporte versus Ruben Diaz or oh Adam Militao sure uh, I'd take Laporte. I, I'm just taking. I think I'm taking both of the Manchester City center backs. I think they're I, I think insane. I, I really think do. I take over Laporte, probably. But Ruben Diaz is pretty clear of all of the backs down there. Yeah. Uh, so I'd give that one to City. And again, I think this one's easy. Left back, City. I think Cancelo is probably the best fullback in the world right now. Yeah. Uh, 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 what's his name? I think. Jao Cancelo is actually suspended for the first game. Is he? Yeah, I'm, I'm checking it right now. I, he's suspended. It'll be Sinchenko. So, I mean, I'm taking Ferland Man- Mendy over that. First game, yeah, I guess you have to. But Cancelo is arguably the best fullback in the world. He is right now. I really do think he is. I think he's better than Trent right now. Although I love Trent. I really yeah. do. Um, um, then we have... Let's well, so the central defensive midfielder, Rodri and Casemiro. I think it's just yeah, Casemiro. I think that one's pretty obvious. And he's one of those players that doesn't get the the recognition as much. Yeah, absolutely not. But he's, I mean, Real Madrid's midfield has been the same for the past, like, five years. Yeah. And, and they are been, solid. It's probably been the most dominant midfield in the last yeah. five years. Modric well, is 36 years old, and he's still showing up. Um, Casemiro is 30, and, uh, you know, Tony Cruz is probably, like, 31, 32. Mm-hmm. Who do you uh, have, Modric or uh, what is it, Bernardo? Probably. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I think Bernardo Silva is incredible at dribbling. He's another, another one. Of it's those. close, but I mean, I mean, it's not close. It's close and it's not close. Like I think Bernardo Silva is incredible. Thoroughly good players, but I think I think Modric. Modric is absolutely. And I, I, it's hard to put Tony Cruz against Kevin De Bruyne because Tony Cruz beats Rodri and Bernardo Silva for me. Well, Point of playing the ten. No, there's no ten uh, for Real Madrid though. Oh, you could probably just put Benz. Yeah, but I guess. Uh, could. Who then, who would be against Cruz then? If if it wasn't. See, that's what I'm saying. I'm just looking at a predicted lineup, and they're matching De Bruyne and Cruz. Yeah. Then I mean, I think that one's De pretty. Bruyne. De Bruyne's the best midfielder in the world. I think De Bruyne's. I think De Bruyne's, yeah, he's the be- he's been the best midfielder in the yeah, world. Yeah, 100%. The last three years. I think those Bruno comparisons now uh, look pretty pretty, uh, pretty idiotic yeah. uh, for United fans. Although Bruno at the time was, a, you know, world-class, I'd say. I mean, when we were second last year, he was, I would put him world-class at that time. Oh, yeah. I, I remember being like, Bruno Fernandez is on par with De Bruyne. I remember that. I think everyone was like that. He had an incredible season. All right, but let's get back to it. And I, I would say now next one, we got the wingers. We got Vinicius Jr. versus uh, Raheem Sterling. And in current form, Vinicius Jr., without a doubt. Uh, I think that one's pretty obvious. Yeah, I, I mean, Sterling is great and all of that, Sterling. but... It, it's Vinny. It's, I mean, it's, I, it's Vinny, 100%. He's, he's probably the best... This is kind of a stretch almost, but his natural winger ability, I mean, he's so good at just getting getting to the correct position, drag players off the middle of the center and just crossing it, you know, perfectly nearly 100% of the time to Benz. Yeah. His ability to just 
get down the wing and find Benzema is absurd. I mean, uh, he's getting. I mean, in his past uh, his, five games, he's gotten four assists. It's crazy. And one, it, one, they're all in separate games, so it's not like yeah. two, he stacks it up in one, one game. Uh, yeah, so he's he's very consistent. Um, and then there's uh, potentially who would play right wing for Real Madrid? I, I mean, Asensio. Asensio probably. maybe, or they'll play with more midfielders. Put maybe Valverde in. Times though. Who? I'd take Mares over any player. Oh, that's true. Mares is fantastic. And and then the strikers, it'd be Foden versus Benzema or Jesus versus Benzema. And again, it's Benzema's yeah, best player great. in the world. Uh, although I do think that both Foden and Jesus are pretty good. Uh, oh, yeah. Players, you know. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's a, a competition between the, the three. Yeah. Uh, and then again, I don't think we need to do a Liverpool Villarreal <laughs> matchup yeah. because I think I'm taking every single yeah. Liverpool player. Really, you take you take Salah over Chukwueze? <laughs> I mean, he scored a pretty good goal against Bayern Munich, but the Champions League. I'm taking I'm taking Chukwueze, bro. The Nigerian beast. <laughs> right, he is the Nigerian Messi. <laughs> um, uh, Nigerian. <laughs> okay i think this was a good end to the first episode uh we will be posting an episode every monday we're gonna try to if it's delayed i'm so sorry uh but that's our aim for a new weekly update uh this week champions league please watch it they're gonna be crazy games uh city and Royale. yeah and uh joseph yeah you can end this uh yeah and you know first episode uh, in the future, you know, we're going to have guests on. Uh, if you want to join, free. Uh, we're going to, you know, be covering, you know, MLS with friends, U.S. national team with friends. Uh, and, yeah, so a lot to look forward to. Absolutely. All right. See you next week. All, All right. right. Sign off, mate.